0: This is the Cascade Hiker Podcast. You're going to find out all the aspects of hiking in our beautiful Pacific Northwest woods and a little bit beyond.
1: I'm a country boy with a soft sight. the heart
0: wanders up north to the hillside. Now I've never met anyone quite as beautiful as you. Check us out over at CascadeHikerpodcast.com. That's right, CascadeHikerpodcast.com. That's where you're gonna find all the show notes and links right there. Enigmatic like that of the cosmos never held your hand. I want to thank Whiskey Fever for letting me use that awesome track there that was tall grass off their album, Gonna Wake Up This Whole Town. You can find them over at ReverbNation.com nation.com slash whiskeyfever. They're from Cedro Woolley, Washington. Go check them out. I'm your host, Rudy Getzick. I'm here to inspire you to get out on the trail. You putting in two mile hikes, five mile hikes? Are you still on the couch? Come on, let's go on a backpacking trip. I'm going to introduce you to some folks that have done that and a whole lot more. All right, next on the Cascade Hiker Podcast, what's your name and where are you guys from?
1: Uh, My name is Andrea, and we're here also with Dion, and we live in Crested Butte, Colorado.
0: Right on. Well, hey, I contacted you after I noticed that uh, Buddy Backpacker completed his Triple Crown. Can you guys talk about that a little bit?
1: Sure, yeah. We just finished about um, two and a half weeks ago, and um, we've been hiking for the past five years. We just finished, and um, now we've just been enjoying life after.
0: Right on, and Dion, did you hike the whole time with him? I did the whole eight thousand miles with <laughs> him. Oh man, that's a lot of miles when you put it that way.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and Andrea, what about you? Have you uh, did you put any miles in?
1: Yeah, I hiked the um, all of the Continental Divide and all of the Pacific Crest Trail with them, and I hiked about five hundred miles of the Appalachian Trail, but. That was kind of day hikes and sporadic.
0: Right on. And uh, can you guys go over the different ages uh, Buddy was when he hiked? Because I know that's kind of a big deal.
1: Sure. Yeah, we did our first hike, which was Appalachian Trail, um, in 2013. Yeah, we started in April, and it was about three weeks after Buddy turned five. He had just turned five. And we hiked from April until the end of January. It took us about nine months to do the whole thing, and then we took uh, about three months off. And then we hiked, um, but he turned six, and then we hiked the Pacific Crest Trail with him. And he finished when he was six. We finished started again in April and finished in the end, oh, end November, of
2: November. Yeah. yeah,
1: the end of November. And then next year we did when he was seven. We did the Colorado Trail. And then when he was eight, we hiked from Mexico to Yellowstone on the CDT. And then this year he turned nine and we hiked from, um, well, we did the basin in Wyoming, which we had left off. And then we did um, Glacier back to Yellowstone.
0: Yeah, that's pretty tough. And I remember seeing something a while back too. uh, Were you guys kind of shocked by the, uh, the Continental Divide Trail at first?
1: Um, yeah, it's really, uh, it's really, really a lot hotter and more, um, uh, Rugged? Yeah, rugged. I guess. Yeah. It's just open, exposed desert when you start. And it's really, unless you walk across the beach for a week, you really, it's really hard to prepare for.
0: Right on. Well, uh, what, uh, tell me, talk a little bit about, I know also you, I, I saw on the website that, uh, Buddy was also the youngest person to, uh, summit Katahdin. Is that still true?
1: It is. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had to write to the, um, head person at Baxter state park and get permission for him to hike Katahdin. Um, cause the age limit is six and we had to t- let them know that buddy had already hiked about a thousand miles by the time he got to Katahdin and that it would be part of a through hike attempt that we were doing at the time. And we were super lucky and thankful that they allowed us to do it.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. I didn't even realize that that was an issue.
1: Uh, we didn't either, honestly, <laughs> until we got a lot closer and someone said, hey, you think that's going to be a problem? And we were like, oh, no, we didn't even know that was a thing. So, um, yeah, luckily it wasn't an issue.
0: Yeah, that's cool they let you do that. Well, before I get too too much further here, I wanted to ask a couple questions from some folks that follow me here and uh, kind of fans of the show or whatever. Uh, James James Chapman wants to know, when did you guys fall in love with the trail, all three of you?
1: Probably, what
2: do you think, Dan? <laughs> Fall in love
1: with, like,
0: thru hiking, I guess? Yeah, just the whole idea of uh, getting out there and doing this long of a trail.
1: Probably after about a month, I think. Um, in the beginning, it was kind of a question of whether or not Buddy was going to be able to do it. And then we realized really quickly that he was going to be able to hike. That was no problem. It was us and the logistics of actually doing more of the trail than we had really, uh, really originally anticipated doing. Um, I think it became a little bit more difficult. So once we realized that we needed to just change our view on how we were going to do our through hike and um, change our strategy, because we didn't really know that much about through hiking. Um, I think once we got kind of settled in after about a month, met hikers, got accustomed to lifestyle, then we kind of got settled in and we were like, you know, what? I actually really like this.
0: Right on. Well, what was the original goal then?
1: Um, we just set out to hike for a couple of weeks. Uh, we just thought we'd go out for two or three weeks and hike as long as Buddy wanted to hike. And when he didn't want to hike anymore, we would come back.
0: Nice. Well, that, uh, that continued on quite a ways then. It
2: did. That escalated very quickly. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Well, uh, Rose Dominguez wants to know, uh, how did you guys keep him motivated? Obviously, it kind of sounds like maybe he was keeping you motivated.
1: Yep, that's pretty much it. Um, He, we're just really lucky, but he's just a really great kid. He um, is always really positive. He wakes up in the morning with a smile and a really good attitude. And um, as long as there's good food in our backpack or good food promise at the end of the day, he is motivated to go.
0: Yeah, I can, I can relate to that.
1: Yeah.
2: The number one tip I would give to parents is audio. Buddy always has something going on in his ears. Either it's a story or like an informational podcast or an audio lesson or an audio book. He has something going on, and that really keeps the kids going.
0: That's good to hear. You know, my, my daughters really like uh, podcasts as well. What, uh, what type of podcast does he listen to, just out of curiosity?
1: His favorite podcast is um, Good Job Brain, which is a pub trivia podcast. <laughs> um, they talk about all sorts of things, but it's just like four friends sit down and talk about pub trivia. So it's all sorts of trivia knowledge. Uh, he really likes that. And he, um, what else does he listen to? He listens to? to
2: Brain's On, it's a science podcast. And what else? Yeah, he Wow in a, the World. A lot of audio, like radio stories.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. he listens to The Adventures of Dr. Floyd, which is an old-time radio kind of podcast. Um, he really enjoys that one, and he listens to them over and over again. But then he also has an app on his phone to download new audiobooks when we're in town. So every few days, when we get into town, he'll download another three or four audiobooks and those are usually pretty long so those last him for a few days but um he does always just have one headphone in so this way we can talk to him because sometimes he tries to slide that second headphone in but then he just totally zones out and is in his own world so i have to make sure that he's always just got one on
0: yeah those are good i uh my kids also listen to brains on and wow in the world they also like the tumble science podcast for kids
1: Yep. I think that if you just went into podcasts for kids and if it wasn't um, political or religious, he listens to it. Anything about stories, reading stories, um, he listens to all of them. He's really good about trying new ones out, too, and he'll download a few of them. And if he likes them, he'll binge on them. And if he doesn't, he'll try something new. But, um, yeah, he listens to a lot of music, too. He likes music.
0: Right on. Well, uh, Randy Grimard wants to know, uh, what's his favorite part of thru-hiking? And I'd actually like to ask kind of all you guys that. Uh, what what do you guys like about thru-hiking the most?
1: Um, well, buddy, everybody asks Buddy that question. Um, his favorite part is going to all the different towns. He likes going to different towns and seeing um, the same thing in each town, grocery stores and laundromats and all that, and seeing what they look like when you go into each different town. And I think that that's kind of my favorite thing too i love being out on trail but being in town is um so interesting for us there's we have so many interactions with so many different people when we're in town that i feel like uh, that's a little more um i guess interesting or we have more stories from being in town versus when we're on trail people don't talk to us as much because think that they don't think that we're through hikers so they don't come and talk to us uh, versus when we're in town, people come and talk to us because they see us with the backpacks and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's definitely my favorite part is being in town and meeting all the people there. How about you, Dan?
2: I love feeling so physically great and athletic and being able to eat whatever I want while I'm down. <laughs> I like that, yeah. That's my favorite part. When I'm in town, I go to town. <laughs> I had prime rib five times in a row on the CDT
0: this last time. It was amazing. Right on. That's
1: good. That's only because yeah. we worked two jobs, though, and saved up all of our money and didn't do anything last year.
0: <laughs> so, every penny. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Well, I I guess that's one of the biggest questions I get uh, is, you know, not, not to you guys specifically, but just in general to thru-hikers is, you know, how can you afford this? And, uh, man, you guys are – doing this for three people how does that uh how does that work
1: yeah um we give up the rest of our lives to make this our lives really um we live in Crested Butte, Colorado which is a resort town and so we spend the winters here and then once the ski resort closes along with the town we leave and go hiking until the town opens up again really and we leave for the whole summer although the town is open for the summer for mountain biking and stuff but um Dion and I both worked two jobs last winter and worked pretty much seven days a week when we were not hiking and um, saved all of our money. We skipped going out to the bars with our friends and (laughs) um, buying like crazy Christmas presents and birthday presents and stuff like that. And anytime we did, it was like trail stuff. Like Dion bought me rolls of Cuban fiber to make backpacks with. It's like the best gift you can give somebody when you're about to go on a hike. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we just, uh, it's about sacrifice and just making through hiking our number one goal for, uh, this year or whatever the trail was that we were doing that year and just realized that we were, um, sacrificing at that time so that we would just enjoy it more. We enjoy going out to eat more and, um, staying in hotels and all that. You enjoy that so much more when you've been out on trail for a week and haven't showered in a week and, Uh, yeah, it's so much more rewarding than just doing it day-to-day in town.
0: Nice. Every
2: hour hour that I worked outside in single degree temperatures, I thought, this is another hamburger on trail.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Well, uh, you you guys talked a little bit about, uh, making gear, it sounds like. So, can you get into that a little bit?
1: Um, sure, yeah. This was our first year that I tried to make, or that I did make our gear, um, We ordered Cuban fiber and all the buckles and everything that goes along with it. And then we ordered some bags of down and material to make the um, sleeping bags with. And then um, it arrived and sat in a corner of our living room for about two months because I looked at it. I was just so afraid to touch it because it was so expensive and we spent so much money on it that I didn't even want to get started on it. I didn't want to mess up. But after it's out there for long enough, I was like, you know what? We're going to be leaving really soon. And then it became a time issue. And so that kind of got me going. And um, I made our sleeping bags or our quilts, which are probably about 10 degrees um, after being trail tested. And um, I made our backpacks this year. And um, they both really turned out excellent. They were really simple. And um, I would suggest anybody that's interested to do it, it's just a lot easier than I thought it would be.
0: And Dion, Dion, were you impressed? You impressed?
2: Very impressed, especially with the quality of the the, uh, down quilts. It really kept me warm to temperatures that I didn't think they would. Yeah. Really (laughs) impressed. There was a
1: few times it was a little questionable. We thought, hmm, good thing all three of us are in the tent. We can pile on like puppies, but didn't even get to that. We were pretty comfortable, so it it was really nice.
0: Well, you talk about making gear, and then I also see on uh, buddybackerpacker.com that uh, there's some sponsors, too. So how do they fit in?
1: Um, this month, we didn't have any sponsors for this last year, so for the last half of the CDU team. Um, but yeah. in the last...
2: Mountain Smith hooked us up with some trekking oh, poles. Oh,
1: very true. Yeah. Mountain Smith trekking poles hooked us up this year with some awesome poles that Buddy has used every year. Um, but... Um, Big Agnes has been one of our big sponsors, and they've hooked us up with all of our tents and different kinds of tents on our poles break and stuff, and um, and
2: it's great,
1: it's yeah, yeah, we've gotten super lucky that we've had some companies that are interested in um and support what we are doing with Buddy and have helped make it possible, really, I don't know if we would have been able to hike the p c t without all the awesome sponsors that we had um that gave us all the gear because after we hiked the a t it was only three months before we left to go hike the PCT. I mean, it really set out thinking we were going to leave home and travel for two years. We thought we were going to travel for like three weeks. <laughs> and so really financially prepared to go and hike for five years. Um, so looking back now, I don't know how we made it, but we did. And um, it was incredible. So, yeah, we were super lucky. We had awesome sponsors that sent us awesome gear and then inspired us to make our own.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really cool uh thing that you guys are able to get into there. What well, one question I had, I noticed that one of your sponsors was Salazone chocolate something like that. What can you what was that all about?
1: Salazone chocolate. Oh god, they're so good. Yeah. Um they I don't even know how they became our sponsor. Oh, you know what? Somebody sent us a link. On Facebook and they're like hey I know you guys are hikers these guys make chocolate I think that they give back to the trails and so when we started looking into their company they donate a portion of their proceeds back to the organizations that run the trails and so we wrote to them and asked if we could get some of their chocolate. And when I went to the post office, it was the funniest thing. The postmaster handed me this huge box, and she was like, man, what's in here? And I was like, this is all chocolate. Oh. It was this enormous box. It was like the size of a mini refrigerator. But it had just you know, the refrigeration packages around it, but it looked like it was hundreds of bars of chocolate. But we ate that chocolate every single day on the PCT. It was such good chocolate! It's dark chocolate, which I'm not really that into, but their dark chocolate flavors are amazing. They're so good.
0: Well, do you guys have any uh, uh, stories from the trail? Like maybe uh, funny stories? Maybe maybe you guys ran into something crazy or animals or maybe Buddy got got into something or?
1: Yeah. So when we got off um, in Skycomish and went down to the Dinsmore, we. I- he went up to Ms. Dinsmore and asked her what her Wi Fi password was so that he could start downloading his podcasts. And he put in the password. And as soon as he did and started downloading all the podcasts on his phone, he crashed the internet. And Ms. Dinsmore was like, What the heck is going on? And all of a sudden her phone rang and it was the guy from the internet company. Apparently, Buddy had used the bandwidth for the entire town for the entire month just in like a few minutes trying to download podcasts on his phone. And I felt so bad because we had just arrived. Oh, don't worry about it. It's totally fine. And I was like, oh, my God. And meanwhile, all the other hikers were, like, not super happy because they couldn't get on the Wi-Fi. They had to repay the – I don't know. They had to do something, but they had to reset the Internet for the month because I guess they only get a certain amount or something. And it took a while to get the Wi-Fi back, but – That was pretty funny, but he didn't know that he could crush the town's Wi-Fi just downloading his podcast. But Mrs. Dinsmore, she was so awesome about it, and she was so sweet and just so funny. And she was just like, oh, don't even worry about it. These hikers don't need Wi-Fi. They're fine. Let's see. Um, People always ask us if we ever see animals. And really the only bear encounter that we ever had was in New Jersey on the AT. And it was two, oh, was it one bear or two bears? One bear. one bear. Yeah, and he was sitting right on the side of the trail. And Dion and I were so afraid, and I grabbed this pot and this hiking pole that we had, and I was banging them together, trying to scare the bear off. And the bear was just like, what the heck are you doing? And Buddy was like, oh, man, that's such an awesome bear. I'm going to go pet it. And we were like, no, no, no. <laughs> Let's slowly back away. And we started backing away, but the bear just kind of like sat there and was looking at us. We thought, you know what, this bear must see a lot of people. And so we kind of started, like, walking around it, and the bear didn't move at all. It was just, like, sat there and just watched us as we walked by it. And I think that's, like, really the only animal encounter we've ever had, because Buddy makes so much noise when we're hiking. He is constantly talking or singing or just, just always just noise, just constant noise, as a nine-year-old boy would do. So... Um, people ask us that all the time, you know, what kind of animals we see. And we're like, mm, nobody's the only animal we travel with.
2: <laughs>
1: Pretty funny story that we haven't gotten to tell anybody yet. When we finished, we were making this recording on Dion's camera. And we decided that we would start about a quarter of a mile from Old Faithful where our hike finished. And we started asking Buddy all these questions, and we were taking this sweet video. And then we're walking up, and we see all these people gathered around up ahead. And we're like, "Oh gosh, we're about to get to Old Faithful just as we finish our hike." And we were joking about how all these people will be there, and they'll be cheering and celebrating our hike but really they're celebrating Old Faithful going off, and so we see all these people gathering up ahead of us, and so we start, like, pretty much running there, because we think, oh, Old Faithful is just about to explode, and we get there, and we're all teary-eyed, and we're so emotional, we're like, yay, we did it, we finished our Triple Crown, and we're so excited, and then Buddy comes over, and he's like, um, this is called Castle, uh, this isn't Old Faithful, and we're like, Oh, <laughs> it was just such a letdown. <laughs> we were like all so excited that we had just finished, and then it was like, no, just a little bit further. It was like point two further we had to go, and then we got there, and Old Faithful had just erupted, so there was no one there at all, and uh, it was kind of I guess like climactic, but it was really funny. We kept we captured it on video, so we got there, and we we're just like, woohoo, we're. And again <laughs> and um yeah it was it was pretty a pretty funny end to the triple crown
0: yeah that's good I, people people kind of think about that like these big trails and you get to the end and it's like oh okay well this is the end yeah. right
1: yeah even if you finish at the monument it's like there's nobody there waiting for you especially if you hike by yourself then you just have to throw yourself a party internal party take a bunch of pictures but a lot of our friends finish on the side of the road and they're just like woohoo yay take take you know find somebody to take your picture there on the side of the road and it doesn't mean anything to anybody else but it's super important to you
0: hey i've got a way to support the show today that is uh just clicking a few things on my website so if you go to the show notes of the episode uh check out mytrailcompany.com uh if you like go light then this is the original owner of Golight. It took it all back, has uh, original products and stuff. And uh, you just click through my link there, and I get a little credit for that. Also REI, if you shop REI online, then uh, you know go to, to my uh, show notes. Click through the REI.com logo, and it's the same website. You're just giving me a little bit of kickback. And the same with Amazon. If you shop Amazon at all and you want to support the show, pretty easy. Just uh, Just click through my website. And you're going to get the same exact Amazon. It's just going to give me a little kickback as well. One of the best ways to support the show, of course, is patreon.com slash cascadehikerpodcast. And that's, uh, that's joining me. That's my little spot there. And, you know, you pledge a dollar or five dollars a month. That all goes right back to the show. So you're supporting the show. You're supporting me. And I appreciate you as a listener. Now back to the episode. <laughs> Well, I hike with my nine-year-old and four-year-old all the time, and you know we're just day hiking and stuff, but uh, one thing that really inspires other people or gets them excited out on the trail is seeing them, and so I would assume you guys saw a ton of that, right? Can you talk about that a little bit?
1: Yeah, we experience that all the time. Um, people ask us all the time, why his trail name is Buddy Backpacker, and it's because when we're walking anywhere, people will come up and say, hey, buddy, how you doing? And so it makes him feel comfortable talking to people when he's out hiking and, um, you know, also kind of makes him feel like, oh, they know who I am. And, um, so that's kind of where that came from. But when we are out hiking, especially on the long trails, it is a constant thing that people say to him that they're proud to see him out there and that he inspires them. And that really makes him feel good. He really likes that.
0: Yeah, that's good. Well, uh, was there any kind of like bad weather or snow or anything you guys ran into you weren't expecting? We talked about the heat a little bit, but. uh...
1: Yeah, when we were in the San Juans last year on the CDT, um, it was the middle of June or end of June. I think
0: it was even
2: July.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like summer. And we got there and it was waist deep snow. And we were post holing and hiking for 15 hours and getting eight miles. And it was horrible we didn't have any snowshoes or crampons and it would just was emotionally and physically so exhausting we just weren't prepared for that and since buddy is so small and so light he was walking on top of the snow and not <laughs> sinking in and he's like come on guys let's go and i'm like yes love that positive attitude except when you're waist deep post holing <laughs> you know <laughs> it, it makes it so hard so um so yeah that was that was pretty difficult Um, but I think that really, for the most part, I mean, the whole AT, poor Dion and Buddy were just rained on every single day, the whole entire time. So There's a
2: record high rainfall
1: here. Yeah, in 2013, it just rained every day. And then when it got cold, it just snowed every day. And we hiked till the end of January, so we had it all. But, um other than other than all of that um i think that we are so lucky we have really had such good luck with the weather this past year we just finished the cdt we didn't have one full day of rain the whole time we we're out and last year either we didn't have any rain it was so we we just have really locked out
0: yeah that's good well uh do you guys uh have anything that you always carry like uh I don't know. It seems like every backpacker has that, but I'm wondering what Buddy had, maybe he, something he always had to have that maybe wasn't even a 10 essential or food or anything, but just some random thing. But maybe you guys did too. What what was that?
1: So Buddy always has Pooh Bear in his backpack. um, And that's probably half his backpack weight. And then what else? And then he's always got his phone and his headphones. We always have our umbrellas with us no matter what um let's see
2: the Garmin inReach is the important device that we've been carrying
1: yep (laughs) yes our (laughs) Garmin inReach we carry that on our backpack every day um we don't really have very many luxury items I think we've really narrowed down our backpacks I think that our luxury items are things that we carry that maybe a lot of people don't uh, but everybody just now would be battery packs. So, like, our electronics were, like, those, you know, we're the millennials that a quarter of our base weight is our electronics. <laughs> yeah. So every single – each one of us has a battery pack. <laughs> so um, Buddy has his own battery pack. So this way he's responsible for the battery life on his phone and his battery pack when we're out hiking, um, as are the rest of us. So I think that's really – something that we always have is our battery packs with us too we, don't, we really don't have luxury items
0: pillows we
2: have
1: but they're pillows. inflatable pillows yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well uh pooh bear that's a pretty good one right there
1: yes christian um well christian has had two pooh bears christian has one Pooh Bear that did all of the AT, all of the PCT, all of the Colorado Trail, and then half of the Continental Divide Trail. And we were in a town, and um, his head was starting to fall off, and I mailed him home. And unfortunately, it's the only package I've ever mailed that got lost and um, it's so sad I contacted everyone and everyone and their mother from the post office anyone I could find any 800 number or post office anyone I knew that worked for the post office I contacted to try and get the poo bear back but it got lost and then it took me months and months of looking on eBay to find the exact same one you know because when your kid has a favorite stuffed animal it has to be the exact same one and I found some lady that had one and I gave it to him and kind of thought oh no what if he's like what if he doesn't accept this Pooh Bear as the old Pooh Bear? But um, he he totally loved it. And we took this Pooh Bear on the CVT with us this year. And now it is just as filthy and worn and loved as the other Pooh Bear. And you wouldn't even be able to tell the difference. So, um, yeah, that's something he's always carried with him. And um, he's really proud that Pooh Bear is the first Pooh Bear to Triple Crown as well.
0: Um. Well, you have, uh, like, I'm on the Facebook page right now looking at his Buddy Backpacker on Facebook. You got your website, BuddyBackpacker.com. Do you guys ever feel a bit overshadowed? Like, like you guys don't, there's no, I don't know, did Dion, did you get a Triple Crown Award yourself?
2: Dude. But I never got a trail name because I'm so overshadowed.
0: <laughs> well, maybe that's your trail name. I don't
1: have one. Overshadowed. Overshadowed. That's a good that's one. That's a great one. <laughs> it's funny because buddy has tried to give us trail names so many times. We'll get on this conversation and he'll suggest a dozen trail names for us. And, um, just, we've never, just never had anything that stuck. We've always been his pit crew and people always called us just buddy's mom and buddy's dad. And so those are our unofficial trail trail names.
0: Well, it sounds like uh, buddy needs to start his own podcast.
1: Oh God, he talks about it all the time and he could with the amount that he talks about it. He could just talk about starting a podcast and have a podcast alone on that.
0: (laughs) Well, my kids will listen. Yeah,
1: there's, there's a need for more kids to be doing podcasts. You should get your kids into doing podcasts.
0: Yeah. So my kids have a, a podcast called the kids cascade hiker podcast. Oh, awesome. Yeah. There's about 50 listeners.
1: Oh, nice. I'll have to tell buddy about it. He will love that. Anytime he hears about hiking on any of his podcasts, he always stops and tells us about them. But we haven't checked out a new podcast anytime recently, since we got off trail, or since we left our last town, we haven't updated our podcast. That's kind of something that we save for when we're out hiking. So if we're not hiking, we're not listening to podcasts.
0: Yeah, it's a great time to listen.
1: Yeah, exactly. We always wonder how many other people binge on podcasts for as long as through hikers do. Because we meet a lot of our other hikers that listen to podcasts and uh, all kind of listen to the same ones. And it's amazing how much time you spend listening to people's podcasts.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, what uh, what's next? Is there anything next or is there any plans?
1: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've got lots of plans. Um, we're trying to figure out which ones we're gonna work on first. Um we bought some property down in Hachita, New Mexico last winter, which is just about 40 miles from the Mexico, New Mexico border on the CDT. And um right now it's just an empty lot of property. And so this winter we are planning on starting to build something down there. Um and so we haven't figured out quite what we're going to do there yet but we're going to build a hostel there for people when they're going through the first five days of the cdt because it can just be so brutal down there and there's not really too much for hikers down there and so we feel like that would be a really awesome way for us to give back to people that are um you know doing long distance hiking so many people have helped us we would just love to be able to have something to help people down there so um yeah that's one of the things we're doing and then Um, Dion's been working on a children's series about hiking, um, based on all the stuff that we've learned and all the experiences we've had of hiking with Buddy.
0: A children's series of what?
1: Uh, like a children's book series. Nice. Yeah. Dion's a graphic designer. Um, and also has written one of the books so far. So that's, uh, one of our other projects that we're starting on. So we're trying to get back into the swing of real life again after being out hiking.
0: Yeah. Well, what about uh, other trails?
1: Um, well, I don't know. Uh, it was, it, it took so much for us to be able to hike these trails with buddy. Um, to be able to take that much time away, to be able to get his schoolwork done, to be able to still have a home to come back to and all of that. So this has been everything for us for the last five years even when we're not hiking we spend more time working toward our hike when we're not hiking than we do hiking is the easy part for us it's everything that goes on when we're not hiking and everything that it takes to prepare to go hiking um that is very consuming all consuming for us so right now we are just really really enjoying um not having uh a deadline for something next. We're enjoying kind of picking what we're gonna do and then um, working toward it and setting our own goals for that. And um, as far as hiking another trail, we don't have any plans for that right now because um, we just we just finished <laughs> this one. <laughs> we just finished <laughs> this one, and this was such a such a hefty goal for us for such a long time, even though we had been saying that we've been that we're going to do it for a few years you know once we're on the pct we're like all right well obviously we're going to do the cdt we're going to try and go for the the triple crown but to actually do it is just like it's so much more even when you're 200 miles from finishing people are starting to say congratulations we were like no we are not there we are not done yet it was it took a lot to get here so we're just gonna enjoy it for a long time right now and um Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what comes next. I mean, God, we'd love to go hike everywhere. But financially, our pockets are saying let's work a little bit maybe.
0: Yeah, get Buddy to work too.
1: Yeah. Well, so we live in Crested Butte, Colorado, where it's an amazing school district. And Christian goes to a really awesome school. And he is just so stoked to be in fourth grade right now. He started school and gave a whole presentation on his through on his completion of the CDT and got to tell all his friends about it and he was just so excited to come back and see all the kids that he goes to school with and tell them about his adventures this summer so um yeah he's excited to be in school this year but I can see by next summer him him being kind of antsy to be somewhere else because it's nice to be off trail for a little while but the thrill of getting to do, go to new towns and be in new places is just so exhilarating and just so fun um, that I think that it probably won't be too long until we're back out there again somewhere.
0: Well, trails aside, was there an area in the country that you guys liked the most? I mean, obviously New Mexico, but uh, uh, what about like the Pacific Northwest or Maine or Georgia or something? I thought
2: Glacier National Park is one of
0: the best places in this
2: country.
1: Oh, Glacier We were just there like the perfect time of year, mid-July, and there weren't too many people, which I guess is a little harder, and people don't go back there as much, and it was just amazing to get to see all the glaciers.
2: Waterfalls coming down from every valley, it's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing spot to get to.
0: That's cool, yeah. I've heard a lot about it.
1: Yeah, we'd never been there before, um, so that was really incredible. And then I think being in Montana just in general was really um really a neat experience because it's really unlike everywhere else that you go. Um a lot of the East Coast towns and states can kind of blend into each other and we're from New York, so we've been to a lot of those individual states um a whole lot growing up and we'd never been to montana montana is just so vast and we would just constantly be saying look at all that nothing there's just so much nothing and then you'd come to this tiny little town of 34 people and um just unlike anywhere else that we'd ever been all the other toil towns are quite a bit larger than we experienced up in the northern part of the cdt
0: right on well, uh, I did have one last question. Uh, you guys talked a little bit about wanting to give back to the trail uh, with maybe doing a hostel or whatever. Um, was there some folks along one of the three trails that uh, inspired you to want to do that?
1: Oh, yeah. There's tons of people. Um, the Dinsmore's, the Anderson's on the PCT. team. Um,
2: there's so many. Oh my
1: gosh, there's so <laughs> many. I can't even be on this put it on the spot to make a list but there's so many people and it was the people that like our friend jan that would that picked us up she was following us on facebook and we came through her area of redding in late october when it was pouring raining and snowing oh, and it uh, was november yeah, yeah and it was just horrible weather and most of the other places for hikers are already closed down and Um, She was one of the few people that was still, like, trail angeling for people outside of the season. And it was just incredible. She just showed up out of nowhere when we really, really needed someone to just come and save us from the trail because we were wet and we were cold, and we just didn't know where we were going to go, what we were going to do. And she just showed up out of nowhere. And it's people like that that just show up when you just say to yourself, like, oh, please let this be one of those times that the trail provides. And then it does, and you're just like, wow. that was crazy and that happened to us so many times where we would just be in need or we would feel like we were just I don't know at our wit's end with what was going on the weather or whatever the miles or whatever the situation was and we would just run into people that would totally change our outlook on what was going on and um, really change our like the whole mood of what was going on and
0: all right, well, I encourage people to head back to buddybackpacker.com, and I want to thank you guys for coming on the Cascade Hiker Podcast.
1: Thank you so much. All
0: right, that's the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Don't forget to join the Patreon page. Find me at patreon.com slash Podcast. Also, hit me up uh, with an email, rudycascadehikerpodcast.com. Find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Cascade Hiker Podcast. Twitter, find me at N- underscore Cascade Hiking and uh, Cascade Hiker Podcast on Instagram. One more time thanks to Whiskey Fever for letting me use that awesome track there. Go find them at ReverbNation.com slash Whiskey Fever. Hey, see you next week. You were sweet like honey on a heartbeat. You were fine like wine and sunshine. I could feel you coming on strong. Could never be
2: wrong. Could never be wrong. See her laying down in the tall
0: grass. Playing mandolin White dress I come running When I hear that song It could never be wrong It could never be wrong
1: Where you wanna run baby? I'll run too I would leave this world For a beautiful girl If I could